everybody. Kel Weinhold from The Professor is in. Welcome to the new version of our podcast. We are recording our podcast live on Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific. Make sure you're subscribed to The Professor is in newsletter to be sure and get that link if you'd like to join us live. Or you can listen to the edited version in the podcast form the following Tuesday. If you'd like to support the live or the podcast, you can head over to bit.ly slash ourpod, B-I-T dot L-Y slash O-U-R-P-O-D and help support these ongoing programs. Thanks a lot. We look forward to hearing from you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Professors In podcast. I am Kel Weinhold. And I am Dr. Karen Kelsky of the Professor Is In. And as always, we are thrilled to have you here. And if you would like to help support the podcast, you can come on over to bit.ly slash our pod, B-I-T dot L-Y slash our pod, O-U-R-P-O-D, and join uh, to help support the podcast and help support our awesome editor who takes care of us every week and makes us sound good. Merely $3.99 a month. And for that, you actually get a free webinar recording every single month. And uh, a permanent 50% discount on everything from the professor mm. is in, a- along with dialogue on our special member page. We are delighted today to have two awesome scholars with us that I've had the chance to work with now for several years as part of a large international grant that we'll be talking about, Dr. Sarah Hodges and Dr. Julia Hornberger. And we're going to have them introduce themselves, but they're here today specifically to talk to us about collaborative writing. And they have done a stunning job of creating a collaborative writing process. And I have been trying to get them on the podcast for quite a while to talk to you all about it, because I think you have a ton to learn. So I'm very excited about this. As a productivity coach, this just floats my boat. So, Sarah. Thank you, Cal. I'm delighted to be here and really flattered to be asked. So that feels lovely. I am an academic, a lifelong paid up academic working between history and anthropology. Uh, I did all of my training in the US and all of my career has been in the UK. And I work broadly on the politics of health with my delightful colleague and dear friend, Julia Hornberger. Yeah, that's me. Uh, Julia Hornberger, I'm an anthropologist who's uh, living and working in South Africa at Fitz University. I've spent a lot of time working with policing and moved from there into the policing of health. And this is where Sarah and I, our paths crossed. And since then, we have been walking a very interesting path together. And we will tell you something about this today. Awesome. So give us the, give us the, how you met story or re- reduce down to the, to the welcome grant, but sort of how did you come to, to, to work together? Yeah, yeah I, I think it was very interesting because we met at a conference where somebody else invited both of us, but for a long time, I didn't know, I, I was invited and I didn't know anybody at this conference. And for a long time, I was trying to figure out who had actually linked me to this group and different people made different claims to that but I think Sarah managed to establish uh, the dominant narrative that (laughs) another colleague of hers had recommended me and he had she had passed on my name to the organizer of the conference who had she had been working with for a while 
So it was one of these conferences, you know, where you think, oh, I don't know anybody there. Should I go? Should I? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't I go? And then I went, and, yeah, and from I there I met, and we pulled off a very nice brand together, and. You know, that's actually where the story starts. I just love that spoken like a true anthropologist. She established <laughs> the dominant narrative. <laughs> Somebody has to. I love. She's quite good at it. <laughs> I love the um, I love the object lesson in there that I think is that I, I'm surprised you didn't jump onto Karen about the networking at conferences and how even as alone and terrified as you might feel Mm -hmm. not saying that julia was terrified but i don't know anybody what can happen from a conference absolutely i'm a little yeah that's a separate that's that's another story for another time but um but i do think that it's a great it's a great example of the principle of always show up just show up Mm -hmm. if you show up something will happen we have a friend you know how hard it is to go out at night like after you're all cozy in your house after 5 p.m. <laughs> and uh, we have a friend who who always says, if you show up, good things happen. And I think that's a great, that story is a great example of that. So tell me, tell us a little bit about when you started the, when you, when you started thinking about producing for the grant, right? So first of all, brag a little bit, Sarah, brag a little bit, or one of the two of you, a little bit of bragging about this is not this is not this is not so no little tiny over here grant this is a big thing so a little bit of bragging just to establish what you were had to do because this right. is big so we're funded by the welcome trust which is one of the world's largest charitable funders and they have given julie and me and another colleague 1.5 million pounds uh in uk money to spend over the course of five years investigating the question of um, what people's suspicion about drugs does, produces in the world. And it's based in, we conduct research in India, in various African countries like South Africa and Tanzania and Kenya, and also across Europe. So we have a team all together, sort of gets waxes and wanes of about 12, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's all consuming. And we have, I think it's fair to say, set out from the beginning to ask questions that we find vital and compelling in places where we are experts. And with a team that we put together, a team really seeking intellectual community, to build intellectual community with people with key skills and um, very different backgrounds. Fantastic. So for those of you who do grants, you know that you have to produce something. They're going to give you that money. You, you come up with your thing, you pitch it, you say, this is what we're going to do. And, and Julia and, and Sarah, they are people that if you want to get advice on how to put together a hella good grant, in, in addition to Karen's foolproof grant template, man, this is, this, these three are a dream team in terms of coming up with, with a great way to approach a grant but you get that grant you got to do the research you got to work with people you got to produce stuff so that's where we're getting to on this podcast is you guys came up with a really interesting way to produce the work you need to produce and that's kind of what well, i'm not kind of interested like before 
maybe you get into this amazing solution you've come up with. Do you want to talk at all about the problem? Like, did you or did you first encounter a problem and then have to figure innovate to figure out how to solve it? Yeah, so I think it's interesting. It was clear we wanted, we had been talking so much from the stage of putting this proposal together to presenting it, to getting it through, to introducing people, our new colleagues, our postdocs, our PhD students to what we were thinking, that in that time, obviously, really a lot of ideas had come up and we were very clear about that there were a lot of interesting conceptual theoretical ideas which could be as a could serve as a foundational project or foundational vocabulary to the for everybody or and for one of the kind of core products to put out from the project we had talked a lot together, but it wasn't clear how we actually going to put it together in a written form. We knew we had and to get our manifesto on paper. Yeah, we, we called like it the manifesto. <laughs> and so I think it was a time when I was quite busy with teaching and Sarah said, let me go ahead. I'm going to draft something, right? And I said, sure, that's great. You know, what, what that sounds like a good idea. And once I'm done with teaching, I can jump in there and we, you know, then we kind of work together. And that's what happened. And Sarah wrote, I don't know how many, how many pages you wrote. You wrote. Yeah, it was like proper article graph size. Yeah, yeah. And it was dense and there was a lot in there. And um, I looked at that and I was fascinated. The problem was there was no, I didn't know how to get into that piece. And it was supposed to be a collective piece. So we had a bit of a tussle over that as well, because now who was going to claim that, right? Are we, I felt embarrassed to claim this as myself, which I did anyway. And then Sarah felt very giving and said, of course you must claim it. But when I did, then she also felt, oh, oh, but you can't really claim this. I put all this work in there. And I was shocked by her reaction. And I think she was shocked by her own reaction. And I was wow. uncomfortable claiming that I shouldn't have any space in there. So because it wouldn't be my natural thing to claim something I haven't really worked on. So we got stuck there in a very bad yeah and it's not our discipline so there's lots of disciplines i think where you kind of amalgamate authorship but not in either of ours so the kind of yeah. tyranny of the single author completely mm -hmm. and i've never written anything collaborative mm -hmm. yeah right. yeah and it so was a, we it was a sticky moment it was sticky because you know we were both generous but we were also feeling boundaries and yeah. i had to be protected and there were claims and yeah Can it was very interesting questions? Can I ask a question? Was <laughs> Kel involved already at that point or no? She she got involved yeah. right then. Oh, no, but she had been working with us since the yeah, yeah. very beginning. Oh, I thought she preceded that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. no, no, no. Was... She was definitely involved. Mm. She was definitely but involved in the project, in but of... more as project management, right? Yeah, coach, uh -huh. because because one of the things that we don't I, I never learned in addition to before this moment how to co-author is how to run a 1.5 million five-year project with a team of 12 right. with other people. And so she had been, we had budgeted her in to the grant. Uh, and so from the get-go, 
from month one of 60, we had been meeting with our really quite regularly to like figure out how is it that you are in charge of other people and not the eighth grade kids. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, kind of mm-hmm. And she had helped us with our individual writing projects, right? A lot of us, yeah. we had things in the backpack which needed mm-hmm. to get out before we could really get started on these things. And she also had reminded us of, you know, being honest about the time we can spend with each other. You know, that's why I, I had been very clear about my constraints in terms of teaching and, you know. And having COVID and, and homeschooling too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you were. It's also, yeah, it's also the case that the reason that we wrote Cal into the grant is that I had in the summer of 2017 been an unsettling. Right. So it was actually working, working my 12 steps uh, (laughs) that year. So let Um, me pause. Let me pause for listeners because not everybody knows what an unstuckling is. And Unstuckling is a member of Kel's wonderful, spectacularly effective Unstuck productivity program, which you too can join if you are interested. And the information is on our website. Yeah, so that had transformed my relationship to my own work. Mm-hmm. And probably my relationship to other parts of my life in terms of holding myself accountable. And I wanted in any project that I was going to create, be part of, I wanted other people to have a glimpse into the honesty that's required to work effectively with yourself and with others. Hmm. Um, so that's a, a lot of what we started the first year, in addition to how to build a team, um, how to be honest with ourselves and others. So that, yes, came in very handy. When, it came in honestly, handy in, in that particular moment, it came in. We found ourselves on the heads of a, of a, a conundrum. Mm-hmm of how to proceed both in terms of the product and also in terms of the feeling. Right. So because what did we had, you do? Well, we, we were aware that this was a problem. <laughs> and I think you had, did you have a separate, I think you had a one-on-one session with Cal, mm-hmm. Julia. Because yeah, then I was on holiday. And then it was when we came back and had a, all the three of us, uh, one of our regular coaching meetings with her, that we that we came upon a solution, which was basically this was how I remember. Right. Is I thought to myself, okay, we just have to throw that out. Like we don't have to throw out the thinking, but we have to throw out that document. Oh. And have a time of what uh, an editor we work with, Aaron Martineau, calls radical revision. So we need to just be done with that and uh, begin again afresh together. And what I was always so clear about and so what was, I think, really anchored my commitment to our working together, Julia, is how much fun we had talking. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, God, why don't we use the glories of the internet and just talk and type? Together. So what we, and I suggested we get a Google Doc Hmm. where we can both be on it at the same time and a Zoom call. And and Julia eventually got two screens, which I remained really jealous about. I could either see the screen or the person. 
it's been. Mm-hmm. And then we said, okay. And then we sort of developed what we now think of as a, or what I think of as a very clear process, sort of one, two, three, four, five steps that we have to talk through and out. And then we write together to all the words together in real time on the screen. Mm-hmm. Is that more or less it, Julia? I think that it, but it sounds like as if this came now very quickly. I think generous, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that we, looking back now, two papers later, we wrote together. <laughs> I think there was a lot of test and try because there were also moments when we slipped back, like, you know, what you normally assume is writing together. One writes mm. a little bit, then the other one comes back in writes apart or you divide up things mm. you write this yeah and I write that. there was something and, when, like that, and then we're like oh, that doesn't work. No, and every time we realized <laughs> we did this it didn't work because there was also something about i don't know and we could only keep our thoughts on the same track because mm-hmm. i think we we think quite differently we mm-hmm. write quite differently and the moment we separate it mm-hmm. the train mm-hmm. parts you know, and then it's very hard to bring it together. Hmm. But when we, and so it became a bit like we can only write when we together and mm-hmm. we agree on every word and every sentence and every reference. Wow. But it sounds tedious. It I does. think that, that's, but it's that's not the because. Thing. Yeah, it's the best it's, ever. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah. going to say something now. So for me, writing has always been, even though I say, oh, yeah, yeah, it just feels with fear. And when Julia, that's the buddy system. Oh. So not only do we have the time in the diary that you have to show up, there's the, oh, well, Julia will be there. So it'll be okay. <laughs> and because we both have other people in our lives and other parts of our work and whatever, it's like, you know, this is the time we put in. We got to, it is full focus so it comes with the lovely flow of writing too because you're just there mm-hmm. and it's and not something long, that right? you're not carrying no it's not long it's i mean and it's not it, it cha- we change the frequency we we i think what we also learned now that we can tune it up and tune it down you know mm-hmm. it would be like once a week then it would be regularly weekly and then when we had to finish something last year by November, we suddenly made it two hourly weekly, you know, oh, and it's then two it hours was incredibly productive. Every weekday, yeah. not two mm-hmm. hours weekly. It was two like hours, ten hours. Three. Yeah. yeah. Ten well, hours a week. Just in then, the crunch time. Yeah. To get something done because, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise like a paragraph an hour, that's great. Yeah. So, so, so I have a question. You, Sarah, you mentioned one, two, three, four, five. Was that an actual one, two, three, four, five, or just your, I mean, do you have a steps that you go through? Julia, when you sit down with, with Sarah, do you have a, first we do this, then we do this, then we do this, then we do this? Maybe, maybe more embodied than consciously. Maybe we have Sarah's a bit more is, conscious, but. I think early on, and this was also thanks to Erin uh, Martino's help, we realized we had to agree what was the takeaway. Right. Oh. What's the one thing that anyone reading this will 
will will be unable to fail to notice. So once we got that, which is not, you know, that's not ever terribly obvious. Right. And I think we, but it's fundamental. So I think that's what we always do. So you mean like, okay, this next paragraph, what we want to I mean, the overall, the overall Mm. project of writing needs to tell people X. Okay. That also then is important. So we on the same page, right? Right. Because sometimes we would have discussion and we realize, oh, Nick, you're actually still there. I'm here. You know, we're not we're not on the same page. And then we would talk it through and sometimes go and read something and come back and bring that back in and say, This is what we want to do. And I think it would always there would be always a moment of click. Okay, yeah. now I know what you're thinking. You know, you and we would have to explain ourselves to each other quite so you know, the thinking got much more clear. Right. So you're basically doing that if you look at the 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 creative process as ideation, conceptualization, and production, that ideation part is really where you, if you realize you're not in the same place, you keep talking or go away and keep getting until you have, no, this is the idea. Now, how are we going to put that together? Mm. Wow. And I think because we had to explain it so strongly to each other, then it was also always already easier to write it. Right. Right. I mean, it's always when you explain it to somebody else in mm-hmm. simple mm-hmm. words you mm-hmm. can say or in clear words mm-hmm. then you're already one step closer to to what you actually want to do so let me take a little productivity sidestep here for those of you thinking about doing something like this because there's a there's an underlying thing that that you have to understand about what these two scholars have done over the last three years now number one and this is going to seem counterintuitive But this requires tremendous vulnerability. It requires telling the truth of, hey, that really bothered me. Hey, I felt super agitated about this thing. I feel like this is happening. So they were willing to to go counter to academic training to actually talk about how something felt. So in that big moment where they were both struggling, it would have been perfectly within their training to stop working. And that's what happens with academics is something happens and they just recede. So the amount of courage it took to say, hey, this is really, I'm struggling with this. I'm, I feel this way. Number one, that's the first thing. The second thing is when in this notice, in their process, that they are both willing to stand in the gap and keep explaining what they're doing which means in a weird way, they have to put their ego aside. It's not, I'm going to hammer you into my position. It's I'm going to, I haven't clearly explained myself or you haven't clearly understood me. I haven't clearly understood you, tell me more, but there's a mutual respect there that is significant. And if you are trying to do a joint writing project and you consider yourself better or less than the other person, you're not going to be able to do this. So the first step is I have an equal voice in this project. I'm struggling with you on how to do that, but I'm going to stay right here in the discomfort gap to get there. And so the credit to you two in that, I don't want, I don't want to just gloss over like, and then we did this. I mean, it was, this takes work folks. You don't just show up and say, Hey, let's type together on Google docs. Mm-hmm. 
there's good God, the egos that could happen. Right. So just tremendous credit to both of you on that. Not a small I have, thing. I have a, I'm curious to know where that courage and vulnerability came from. How did you access that in yourselves? I wasn't willing to walk away because you're so smart. And Julia always was like, I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'm very comfortable with me. I know it all. I know it all. And every time I would have a proper conversation with Julia, I'd be like, oh, oh, I got, oh. So I was just like, it is not in my best interests. <laughs> Enlightened self interest, yeah. Yeah, plus, like, we were pals. I didn't want to lose a friend. Right, right, right. And we had already built so much, mm -hmm. right? We had, and even going through this process of putting this project together and presenting it and defending it against a committee of, I don't know, 20 people or something like that. You know, it, it, you don't walk away from it easily. And, and the ideas were shared. So they mm -hmm. should have been presented in a shared way. I think there was no way in which we could take a, separate the ownership anymore right mm -hmm. because the thoughts are so woven into each other and we give each other prompts and we think more energetically when we're together you know mm -hmm. the one prompts of the other and then you think on and it's mm -hmm. i don't know it, it takes you out of this like self mm -hmm. this yeah sing, singular circuit mm -hmm. where and i don't know there was just so much energy and I think that's also what, what kept us going and why, whatever, if you're talking about courage, it didn't feel, maybe that one moment when we had to overcome that ori originary conflict, so to say, yeah, but from them, it was more like you, wanting to be back in that space because yeah. we would, sometimes we would come and we would all both feel like, oh, do we really have to write? And then one of us would be a bit more pushy. It's like, come on, we can do this. And by the end, we would have written one or two paragraphs and it would have really felt like easy and nice and you'd be energized for what, what came next or comes next. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, that positive reinforcement there and this positive experience really drove us forward. And what was more talking at the beginning, we then translated into writing and there it really found its form. It's really cool. There's still quite a lot of talking yeah. at the beginning. We always have a warm up, which is usually then Julia saying, "Okay, we're going." But you guys, you you guys enjoy each other's company, which is also a nice thing. I also just want to go back to the so everybody really understands that that this is the, the, these are layers and layers and layers of groundwork, right? So in starting the grant in the first place, in figuring out how to present the grant and getting the grant, and in their commitment to do this grant in a way that built a collaborative and supportive environment for their mentees, for the people on their grant, that they didn't want to recreate the abusive system of, of PIs and their, their, the ECRs. They were really committed to making sure the early career researchers on this grant got the skills they needed to succeed. And all of that initial layering of what are the questions we're going to ask them in the interview? How are we going to get them to understand what the culture of the grant is? All of that is building a shared understanding that then says, so when you get to the product, you've got that all there. So for those of people who are thinking about collaborative projects like this, 
that initial layering is what makes this getting together and writing possible because you've had a conversation about how are we going to hire this new person? What do we want out of them? What are we struggling with, with how they're working? How can we motivate them? I mean, they do a ton of work that leads to this lovely little right. flower on top. So. so it's like a commitment to kind of communal well-being and collaboration yeah. from the get-go. Right. And that's, yes. that's really countercultural for academia. Right. I would say the more countercultural thing is how much fun and how playful mm -hmm. uh, putting the grant together was. Oh, wow. I mean, we really, I kept, this shouldn't be allowed. This is really against the rules. So I think it wasn't just like, oh, now we're going to be collaborative because that's good. It just was, we had so much fun. Uh, mm. Yeah. So, so that was yeah. because, like, oh my God, it's academia. That Ooh, is not a story you hear. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, Nobody has fun. Mm -hmm. right. It's really uh, bad sign. <laughs> And I, and I can remember in the early days, you know, this doesn't have to be miserable. Mm, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I meant the hiring. They just were like, they're truly, again, I want to say that if you ever, if you ever want a model of how to, how to put together a grant in a way that doesn't crush your soul, they did it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I have been talking to you guys about this for years, so it's really exciting for me to, for people to think, I hope that people listening are thinking, how in the world would I do that? Mm -hmm. And really try to test it. And I think it's important that nobody gives you the exact blueprint, but you think, mm -hmm. uh, and that it all starts with mutual respect, which is one of the great things about working mm -hmm. with you two is your mutual respect. So thank you very much. Thank um, you. Right back at you. Brilliant. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. And as usual, it was even fun talking about it. <laughs>